Well, <laughs> we have our second show of the year, first Monday show of the new year. And as I'm writing this show, I'm like, man, this is going to be a pretty quiet week. Because as most of you have noticed, I haven't actually announced it. But as most of you have noticed, because I've heard, I've read your emails, heard from you. You guys have noticed I haven't really been reviewing SmackDown or Raw. Honestly, I haven't been talking about the Roman Reigns stuff. The only things that really have been intriguing me. And to be honest with you, I'm just, I'm just not going to do that. Even when it comes to Dynamite. It's like, I've always kind of pick and chosen uh, what I want to do. But I even gave up, gave up on NXT. And if it just doesn't intrigue me, I don't want to talk about it. You know? And so, um, going into this, I was like, alright, cool. Start right now. I thought the news of the week would be the Tony Storm thing. Which we will get to later on. <laughs> no. It was day one. In the move they pulled, and I will say this, um, it's, as a Big E fan, it sucks for him. It does open up some more possibilities of what they can do. But does it really? So I don't know. We're going to get into a lot of news and notes today. This may be one of the longer shows. As once I, did, once I read, first of all, many prayers and wishes go to... Roman Reigns and whoever else has this Omicron COVID variant, um, which seems to be not as deadly, but still it's easy to catch. Um, but we all know Roman's history of health issues. So uh, prayers up to him and prayer, uh, prayers up to everyone who's else to, who has it. So thought those two things were the news of the week. Then, I, you know, if anything is, I already had no interest in watching day one. I was only going to watch the main event of day one. Then I read that Roman Reigns caught COVID. I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch it at all. And you know what? In my blissful ignorance, I, re I, I definitely remember reading Brock Lesnar added to the WWE title match. And I was like, well, I remember I said this. It's so crass and um, cavalier. I was like, he's probably going to belt. Oh, well, I'm not watching that. Do -do -do. I got out, got out of the webpage. And I was busy doing some stuff last night, and I'm going back to it and seeing that he won the WWE Championship. And I have a lot of thoughts on that as well. But it's one of those things where I just, I guess I was, I, this, it wasn't even a surprise that he was added to the match. And the fact that I just, it's just so cavalier said, he's going to win, and just thought nothing of it. Just kind of fits the, the issue we're going through, right? <laughs> Um, but let's start with that. Day one, everything got thrown in disarray. They were already planning on doing a big WrestleMania main, main event angle plan for this show. And Reigns tested positive for COVID. So he's off the show. Now, this is also in the same week where WWE has notified their talent they are no longer weekly testing for COVID-19. Which is very interesting. Very fascinating in that regard. So, uh, he's off the show. They they had plans. Now, the original plans from what Meltzer and everyone else is, like Wade Keller are reporting is that Big E was scheduled to leave as WWE champion. But once Reigns got thrown, uh, once Reigns got sent home, everything got thrown in disarray. So, Lesnar winning WWE championship. First of all, he's defeated two New Day members for <laughs> two of his six world title reigns. Uh, in WWE World Titans, he's, he's a Universal Championship is a different lineage than the WWE Championship. He's technically a six-time WWE Champion, and two of those reigns have come at the cost of the New Day. Uh, so, there you go, for one. Um, now, this leads to a number of things. Openings. Do you do a title unification match at WrestleMania? Well, I mean, one, they're not going to unify titles. I mean, you could say they're going to do it. But then if you keep the Universal title and the WWE title on Brock Lesnar, you have one world title. You Essentially, you're in the same issue. You're in the same problem that you had just a few years ago when he was an absentee champion. And then you need to elevate the intercontinental title. That, ooh, the intercontinental title, that U.S. title. You need to elevate something to make people care. And at that time, that's how Seth Rollins got over. He was having kick-ass matches with Miz and Balor. That intercontinental title meant a lot. And so, how do you do that? Right now, no one cares about those middleweight titles. Just being real with you, 
at off the top of my head right now, I know that I, I, I was about to say I forgot who the U.S. champion was. Then I looked up my wall. I remember I have a Damian Priest action figure. That is the only reason I remember who he who U.S. champion is. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion, but no one cares about the belt right now. It's it's, cold, it's a cold title right now. Every belt is cold except for the Universal title and now the WWE title. But you can do that. You can do a title, but then that makes the Royal Rumble moot. So I so obviously the feud between Reigns and Lesnar is not over. Now, if you really need to put a world title on Brock, and, and by the way. Before I go any further, because I had no interest in watching day one, I changed up plans for the show. I wrote down my top 11 predictions of 2022, which we'll get to. So now we're talking about this, but we'll get to that later. Anyways, so you can do that, but then it makes the Royal Rumble moot. I feel like you have an opportunity here. Because we saw the little in, in, engagement the first time ever for Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. We've seen Brock laughing at Bobby Lashley. Why not pull the trigger now? Bobby Lashley wins the WWE Royal Rumble in 2022. I think it's January 29th in St. Louis. You have those two collide for the very first time in a one-on-one match. You can give the Reigns-Lesnar stuff a break for, the minute, for a minute. Now... What you can also do, which I am not a fan of, is giving Lashley his match at at, at the Royal Rumble. Reigns costs Lesnar. Why would you cost him the? Why would you cost him that when he's off your brand now? It doesn't matter. But this is WWE logic. He costs Lesnar the WWE title. Reigns then, excuse me, Lesnar then enters himself in the Rumble, wins the Rumble. To me, it was a lot more refreshing the last couple years with people. That, well, excuse me, certain parts of the Rumble was refreshing. I didn't like Edge. I've made that clear. I didn't like the Edge when the Rumble from number one spot. Whatever. I did like that. No, Bianca Belair and um, Sasha, not Sasha, uh, Rhea were new to winning the Rumble. You know, it, it just, I like when new people win the Rumble. Like, Lashley's never won the Rumble. He's, if you think about what Lashley's done, it's been very underwhelming in his WWE career until more recently. He's a former Intercontinental Champion, former U.S. Champion, former WWE Champion, former ECW Champion. But he's never won King of the Ring. He's never won Rumble, Money in the Bank, none of that stuff. So why not step for that match? And then you could, then if you want Reigns to screw Lesnar, you can. Fine, whatever. If you need, if, and you need, to, obviously you need to end that story. But if you need him to have belts galore, I just don't see the benefit of him having a World Championship. Was on such a limited deal, you know, um, and at least, at least not for the long run. And this could do a lot of good for Bobby Lashley. So I'm gonna hope and pray that's the direction they're gonna go. Is Lashley winning the Rumble? Because if they do a title unification match or a title champion versus champion match, just for bragging rights, which who cares? At, at WrestleMania, what does it matter? We've seen that many event. That that'll be the third time that matches main events at WrestleMania. At this point, who cares? I I just I don't know. So this does open the door for other things. Big E really didn't have any competitors lined up, so he kind of got screwed here. Um, at the same time, it would be nice to see him going to WrestleMania as a champion, but you kind of get a feeling that wasn't going to happen anyway. But he was at least going to come out this this uh pay-per-view with the belt and then that changed um which kind of sucks so day one was pretty uneventful except for that i know a lot of people are happy with a baby face brock lesnar winning the title if you're happy i'm happy for you i can care less personally um i think if this leads to lashley win against lesnar cool but at the same time, Lashley's now a face, or they're turning him face. Um, so I just don't know how that's going to work. But um, anyways, <laughs> that is the big news of the week on the men's side. On the woman's side, Tony Storm has asked and was granted her for her release. According to the story, she did a house show in Baltimore, Maryland, or Washington, D.C. If you live in the area like I have, it's 30 minutes away, like 45 minutes away from church or whatever. She was in Maryland at some point in time. 
and she just flew herself home and then said, hey, I, I quit, essentially. And WWE felt blindsided and that they couldn't deny her request because they've cut so many people due to budget cuts that if you want to go, you want to go. And it goes to what we said on the show before about how when I used to listen to some of the wrestling, Rich Pitcher would say that was Vince McMahon's old rule. We know it's obviously changed, but um, it, it was interesting to see. I mean, was it really burnout? I mean, she was barely being used. And when she was being used, she was getting pies on her face and um, really, really weird stuff. Um, my thoughts on her are if she is burned out, she just need to make a, She probably was more burned out for the, the lack of creative for her. And so to me, this opens the door for her to go. First of all, her style fits any place. I could actually see her in impact over AEW, if I'm being honest. And I think she would work well a lot. She's, she's, she is such a great talent. She'll work well anywhere. But I could actually see her in impact just becoming immediately the world champion. Her and Diona Perrazzo will have classic matches after class. I could just see her fitting in well there better at first. Um, and her New Japan will be fantastic. Um, her career highs in WWE were she was the first ever women's UK champion until she lost to Rhea Ripley. Outside of that, she did nothing. Um, but this came as a shock. In the very last release, quit firing, whatever you want to call it, um, was Tony Storm. And to be honest with you, it's it's probably for the best, you know. Um, and that's all I really can say about that. It's just disappointing, obviously, but uh, it's just is what it is, I guess. And I hate that term, but yeah. Uh, let's stick to some more WWE news. Billy Graham has signed a five-year nostalgia contract now. I tried to look up what a nostalgia contract was. It found, sounds like that's just a made-up corporate name as a way to help old-timers out that probably need help. Because Billy Graham, as you guys know, had a love-hate relationship with the WWE. Anytime he gets his way, he thanks them like he just thanked them this week. And anytime they cut his contract, he's the company is piss poor, it's crap. And we've had a good time laughing at Billy Graham over the years because he's a nutcase. And, and he's clearly... The steroids clearly got to. I didn't know steroids could affect the brain too, but apparently they have. Um, so he has signed a five year nostalgia contract. I mean, no one else is going to deal with this guy anyway. So it's whatever. And I'm pretty sure nostalgia, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. Nostalgia contract is just a way for people to freaking put be put toys out and video games out. Because if you actually do buy any of the WWE Elite figures, they have been putting out like. A lot of like nostalgia uh, wrestlers like Junkyard Dog. These are like brand new elite figures. Random names too: Junkyard Dog, Roddy Piper. Um, I say random because it's not like they're promoting a, a special they're on on the network or Peacock or whatever. It's just really weird. Sean Waltman says he is cleared to wrestle again and he will take the ring in 2022, which is good news to hear. Davey Richards says he signed a two-year deal with the MLW. The ROH title will be defended in pure in a pure rules match at Terminus. Jonathan Grisham will defend versus Josh Alexander. I will say this, because this, his belt's also being defended at a GCW event, which I can't remember the name of it. But ROH is planning on coming back. If that belt's being defended all over... They're keeping that belt alive, and you may hear I'm, you. I'm a, my predictions will sum up what I have to say about that. And also, Jim Ross has announced he is cancer free. So good job, Jr. Congratulations, that's freaking awesome. Let's see some AEW knows up. AEW knows. AEW news up. Mercedes Martinez makes her return. Um, it's a very surprising fashion. She cost Thunder Rosa her semifinal match against Jay Cargill. Um, this was a surprise. Now, I don't know what Mercedes Martinez actually looks for with the thing, because she went to NXT and was just a certified job person, which and she is an older wrestler, and, um, she is an older wrestler, and most people might see her in that role. I still think she has a good world title running her, where I don't know, but I, but her relationship with AEW has been weird, and I have something to say about AEW later on in my predictions, too. If you guys remember the inaugural All Out, she was one of the first women eliminated in that battle royal, right? 
Now I remember it so vividly how like the booze rang down when she got eliminated. And I was like, wow, that's kind of surprising to eliminate her, right? Then all of a sudden she asked for her release for AEW or she just, or I, I don't remember if she was actually signed to them or if she was in talks with them. I think she was more in talks with them and they had struck a deal and then she said, no, I'm good, homie. And they said, okay, cool. I think it was more of that. Anyways, either way, she left. Didn't say anything about it. Went to NXT. Once again, very underwhelming. Her, her her career ended there after her match with Zia Lee. And actually, she got, she got decked and had a concussion. And I guess once she was... Because I don't think they can release you if you're injured. So clearly, once she passed the concussion protocol, then they released her. But um, I don't know her place. And it might be... It looks like she, she helped Jay Cargill out. So could it be... Um, her place is to mentor a young Jay Cargill, which is a great mentor. You know, I still don't think Jay Cargill is winning that match this Friday night at Battle of the Belts. I don't think she's becoming the inaugural TBS champion. I think that's all for Ruby Soho. But um, it was a very surprise return, to say the least. Chris Jericho returned to save Santana Orton Ortiz and Eddie Kingston got in his face. And uh, Ortiz, I believe, was the one that had to hold him back. I will say Santana and Ortiz are criminally being underused here. And um if this is leading to a Jericho Eddie Kingston match, that could be fun, you know. Um I don't think the match would be great, but I think uh, the people just have this relationship with Eddie Kingston. It's a die hard relationship. He's gonna get Jericho booed out of the freaking building. They may even see they they may sing his song as they're booing him. <laughs> so I, that'd be good. Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers for the titles next week, which will be a fun match. Christian, after they lost that match, because it was a six-man tag, where, no, let's you know, it was a five-man, a ten-man tag, excuse me. It was Lucha Brothers, Christian Cage, and um, Jurassic Express versus Super Elite. Super Elite won. And Christian Cage kind of, like, blamed Lucha Brothers for it and said, hey, man, you should put the belts on line against these guys. I feel like Christian has always walked a fine line. Even when he's a face, he's always walked a fine line of a heel. So I feel like he might be, he might be turning heel, and I can I can see those matches too, whether it's with the Lucha Brothers, whether it's with uh, uh, Jungle Boy. I think those be fun matches to watch. Miro is reportedly dealing with the hamstring, which is why we really have not seen him since his loss to uh, Danielson. Um, so uh, get well. Rampage. Cody retained against Ethan Page. He is the TNT champion. Just so you guys didn't know. Also, there was a brutal street fight. And it actually was a feud in there. It was between Anna J. Conte and Tay Conte versus Penelope Ford and the Bunny. I believe Conte was bleeding from the forehead. The Bunny was was all over the place gushing. You had a moonsault from Penelope Ford on the Tay Conte on a table that did not break. You then had a, I forgot what it's called. It was a gotch pile driver. That's what it was. You had a gotch pile driver from Conte to Penelope Ford. Took her out. You had uh, Tay, not Tay Conte, um... Anna J putting barbed wire around her arm and then putting it around uh, the bunny's throat in the Queen Slayer for the tap out win. These these four women put on a just wait for the ringside exclusive of all four of these guys. <laughs> these women should say, and that's that's pretty funny. Now to the other news that is um, interesting. A lot of stuff happened between both companies, <laughs> so. On her podcast, Big Swole said that she left AEW because of lack of diversity and structure. Which, look here, she... In my predictions, I have a lot to say about this. About some of this stuff, right? Um, I have a lot to say. And... (laughs) She has the right to say what she wants to. And she feels how she feels. She's there. I'm not there. So I don't know. So. Tony Khan then responded and said he did not resign her because her wrestling just wasn't good enough to him. Boy, oh boy. Then that just opened the floodgates. You had Leo Rush saying disgusting. You need to apologize, Tony Khan, on Twitter. You had some people saying how it was unprofessional of Tony Khan to say to defend his 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 company in that way in a public forum um nyla rose said am i the baby face now um some people defended the company like jay cargill and powerhouse hobbs and 
Um, look, everyone, I think we forget this a lot of times. Everyone is a victim of their own experience. I, rem- I remember, I, I was, this is years ago now, I was working at this job, and I remember, I, I used to always say, everybody does this, and everybody does that. And this older guy, and this older woman, that were like really like like right next to me. The older woman worked on no, the older woman like right worked across from me, and the older guy worked to the left side of me. And um, I remember he would always say, "Bro, say in your experience, Playboy, say that." Saying he would always say that, always say that. It's, it's that's in your experience, and blah blah blah, and this and a third. And so I always remember that now because it's like yo. We all have different experiences. Like, there was this this strip club that wanted to hire me a while ago, and I was always told nothing but negative things about this club that they were racist, that they were this, that they did that. So I have found some of those things to be true. Anyways, I just didn't want to deal with it. So I had this one person trying to convince me a white person. For those of you who don't know and been listening, I'm actually mixed. I'm Creole um, from Louisiana. And I remember this this guy, he's pushing hard to get me. He's like, hey, man, we're not racist. We changed our ways and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And as he's saying that, a bunch of Proud Boys come in with swastikas on there, tatted on the neck. And, like, one of them, like, mind you, all this is happening at once, right? And so... <laughs> He called one one of the Proud Boys called a black dancer the N-word. And so I'm sitting there. Now I'm just waiting for his response to see how he's going to respond to this dude calling one of his women the N-word. He does nothing. He's like, hey, or she gets off stage. Say, hey, you you have to stay on stage. You know, it's, it's our responsibility to put on a good show despite the guest. She was like, no. So this was like a, then, then this became a standoff between, literally between all of the dancers and the manager so there was no one on stage for like two hours i'm just sitting there watching all this and i was like all right and by the time the standoff was over those proud boys had left because they realized no one's gonna get on stage i waited like 10 minutes and i wanted the door and i went home i was like that is a hell of a sales pitch there <laughs> sideways we're all victims of our experience so so do i think tony khan lashed out because of what she said about the diversity instruction because one he People, I mean, look, look, listen to, look at his last name. <laughs> the last thing he probably wants to hear is that he has no diversity, right? Even though he was born on third base, which is fine. I get that. I guess some people are going to say that too. <sighs> she has the right to say whatever she wants. I remember just a year ago on this show, as we were talking about action figures and the lack of women that they were doing, which aid, which Jazz Wears and Jeremy Potter were called out for, not having enough women in their waves. And I remember I, I came up, I did a show somewhere in the archives. I don't remember the numbers of these things. I talk, I, I talk so much, so I apologize. But I remember I said Big Swole, she have a figure, blah, blah, blah. And I remember she didn't have a match. Her last match that I remember, and I know she had like three more matches after that, but the last match I remember her having was the match at All Out, which was 2020, which was the Cinemag match with Britt Baker that she won. It was a dentist match because Britt Baker was still injured technically. Now, I remember she disappeared. Now, yes, she's been injured and everything like that. And so, do I think a bit of it was, she can say whatever she wants to. Do I think a bit of what he was saying was, was Petty Baker? Absolutely. It was, it was hashtag Petty Baker. He was like, okay, you want to say, I don't have diversity. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Now, do I believe he knows diversity and structure? Structure, he seems to know structure pretty well. But at the same time, I, I would have to think he does know diversity. Like, I get it. Everyone wants a black person to be world champion. Not everybody. <laughs> People of color, brown, whatever, they want a black champion. I will say this. There's not a black person on the roster right now that's ready to hold the AEW world championship. I don't think there's a black person on the roster that's ready to hold the TNT title. Even if for as hot as Hook is right now, Hook has had two matches in his career, literally. That's not a work, that's not, that's a shoot. That's a real thing, you know? But if you look at, yeah, all four of his world champions have been white people. Fine. Kenny Omega's gay, though. <laughs> He's openly gay, as a matter of fact. Um, 
And I, I, I believe he's openly gay. I mean, yeah, because he did a documentary about it. Not about being gay, but just he, it was mentioned in the documentary. Um, he do, he has the Lucha Brothers, you know, Mexicans, as his world tag team champions. Sammy Guevara, the Spanish guy, was just uh, his TNT champion. You have Miro as a TNT champion. I mean, this company is only two years old. It took, what, WWE how many years to make a black world champion? Because Rock is technically, the Rock is technically their first black champion. Even though they promote him as Simon, that is a topic for another day. We're not even going to get into and touch on this show because I don't want to hear about it. But either way, he is black, whether you like it or not, people. He is their first black world champion. It, that, that happened in 98. The WWE has been around for much longer than that. Now is their first black world champion. It took them until the 80s to get their first black tag team champions. It took them until 1996 to put the Intercontinental Championship on a black man. His name was Ahmed Johnson. He, yes, believe it or not, he is your first black Intercontinental Champion. I mean, so it takes years for these things to happen. Powerhouse Hobbs is not ready for a world championship match. Well, he could get a match. He's not ready for a run. Period bomb. Maybe you can put that belt on Eddie Kingston as a as a token run, and it will be and it will be a token short run. But why? He hasn't won a match yet. He hasn't won a match of significance yet. I'm just we. There has to be time for these things. Um, should he have, should Tony Khan have come out and said? And it's funny because I was I only listened to like two other podcasts, right? I think I said this before. And I was going to come on a podcast. I was in I was in my car driving because it snowed really bad in, in in Colorado. And so I was driving today, getting out, running some errands and some stuff. And I was about to come on a podcast. And the first one I about to come on had the title had this situation. I said oh, I can't listen to it. I don't want my opinion to be um, swayed by somebody else. Because sometimes that can happen. Like when you write music, like when I, when I write music, it's funny. Because matter of fact, I use this as an example. I remember Nico wanted to do a show, and where we talked about the best comics of 2021. The only comic I've read in 2021 was uh, the Last Ronin, which still isn't done. It's one issue left in it. And he was like, "Oh wow, really?" I was like, "Yeah." Like I, I spent. The last year and a half. So the last part of 2020 and then all 2021 writing Messina's five issues. Literally, it took me a year. And, a, and even then, if I'm being real, that's the only story I wrote for the last two years. Because when I first started was March 15th. We went into lockdown March 14th here in Colorado. I think around the world we did. And so I started thinking about trying ways to, ways to waste time and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, I remember this one, I did, cause that story had, um, I had been working on that story for a while, but I got writer's block from it. So essentially for the last two years, it's only starting reading or writing. I don't want to read anything and have, wow, that's a dope idea. How can I incorporate that? I don't want to, I want to do my thing. Right. And the last Ronin, because they, they've come out so weirdly like every four months every five months i think it's been four months since the since issue four came out and i don't remember what issue four was about now so when i, when I go when issue five does come out i'm gonna have to re- refresh myself i was like yeah so we can do a show like that i have no problem doing that type of show but you guys about the comics you've read and even before then the last comic i actually read was the house of x and powers of x the point of this was, I didn't want my thoughts to be skewed, especially since so many things happened. I literally thought this and the Tony Storm thing was going to be the biggest thing. Then all of a sudden, day one happens and you still have these predictions I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, um, I think he was wrong doing that in a public space. At the same time, he's been very vocal, whether it's about ratings, whether it's about calling out other people, his own show on Busted Radio. Essentially, he's Jerry Jones of Dallas of the Dallas Cowboys, which is which can work, and can definitely backfire. I do think as we lead into 2022 more, as our record this is just day two, um, he does need to calm the t- Twitter stuff down. Um, I do think now, but see at the same time that that 
part, I think that's a part, I think it's a big part of his appeal. You know, like I, and I was just listening to a Jay Lethal interview on Talk is Jericho, as everyone knows, I'm a huge Jay Lethal fan. And um, he said he didn't even talk to Tony Khan about his deal. He spoke to like the Bucks and other people, then he signed a contract. And then the day of Revolution is the first time he met Tony Khan. So it's like, it feels like he's accessible and he trusts enough people to make those decisions, right? So like to me, I think that's a part of his appeal is that he is accessible. At the same time, I think that can hurt him more. I think he kind of needs to not be getting his squabbles on Twitter. Now, I'm because something happened last year too, remember? When uh, they said that um, something about the women weren't being featured enough, he, he got really pissed. And he cut that reporter off. Then in private, he apologized to her, um, which good for him. Smart move to do. But these things just, the talking needs to tone down a little bit. I like Tony Khan. I like AEW. You guys know this. I like all wrestling. You know, but I do think this part needs to calm down. She, he, he should not have done that publicly. He probably should have called her and said, hey, if you were felt that way, what she would have told me. Because she probably didn't say that. If we're being honest. This is a great DVD you guys shall all watch. I, 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 it's on YouTube. I know people DVDs are a thing of the past, air quotes. But it's about hip-hop. It's called Beef. It's three volumes in Beef. It's Beef 1, Beef 2, Beef 3. To me, Beef 3 is the weakest volume. You can not watch that one. But Beef 1 and Beef 2 is great. And Beef 1, they interview not just rappers about beef, but, you know, anybody who's listening to hip-hop, you know, battle raps, et cetera, et cetera. There's a part in, it, in part one where... They go to the, uh, 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 the, what is that, the Muslim, what, what, what are they called, uh, what's the, what, oh, the, the places they praise, etc. I can't remember, I can't think of the name, of it. I'll, I'll remember in a second, but it was, they, they interview people who are talking about, hey, about how we manage and how we bring together people, and a gentleman on there says, he says, yeah, a lot of people didn't even know you had the problem with them until they heard your record. Most people don't know these things that about people having problems with them because not everyone's Jim Cornette. Not everyone's Vince Russo. Not everyone's going to sit there and, well, mainly Jim Cornette, and be in a boardroom with you and rip, swear to rip your head off, you know, while everybody laughs at you. Most people do keep things on the inside. You know, anyone who's had a job, you know that you don't say everything you're thinking. I find it funny sometimes when people talk to me and they're like, man, you're so direct, you're so blunt, my man. I don't say 99% of shit I want to say. They're like, man, that's bullshit. I don't believe that. I'm like, man, only if you knew. <laughs> only if you knew. <laughs> you know? And so, anyways, um, I don't believe she probably said, I don't believe she said it to his face. Because even when she announced it, she said it was a mutual decision. Now this was brought up about diversity and structure. Like, do I think they knew what to do with Big Swole? I don't want to say no. But it feels like that because she wasn't injured that this woman was not injured for a full year. You dig what I'm saying? Like she had that match. She beat Britt Baker. And then all of a sudden she just disappeared. I do think there's a problem with that where like even Jay Lethal, he's had one television match, which was a great match against Sammy Guevara. And I think he's been on the YouTube channels because I haven't seen him. And I will assume the only places he's been is on the freaking YouTube channel. I do think that's the problem. And, and no, we don't need them getting a three-hour fucking dynamite. That's No, we're not doing that. But I do think there's certain talents he doesn't probably know what to do with right now. At the same time, it feels like he does know what he's doing with homegrown talent. Yeah, I know M MJF was an MLW. And people had, were in, I get all that. But these people that were never a part of the WWE pipeline, they are doing pretty well. Darby Allen doing pretty well you know had a great run with the tnt championship now he's in the mid car and you could do that with darby allen because he's still a draw people still love darby now if he keeps talking against jay uh coral jade he better shut the f he's another one he's a shut up like even though no one's like talking about his domestic chart uh his domestic stuff he needs to shut up and leave that woman alone because it's clear that they don't they just don't like each other right and i don't know if he's doing what he's doing but as a man, you get accused of that stuff, man, it ain't, it's game over. You, like, you dig what I'm saying? So you, he needs to stop. But Darby's over. MJF is over. Warlow is going to be the fucking man and, and, and by the end of the year. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, what I would appreciate, what I appreciate, if more people like Pac were featured heavy, heavily. Yes, I w- I would Santana or I do, but that's the cost of having a bloated roster. But you need a bloated roster in any way. You can have 80 wrestlers. That's cool. But what happens if one or two of them get sick? Then all your plans get thrown out. And some people are avid, like Jonathan Esther. I didn't realize that people actually watch those YouTube shows. And so Jonathan Esther told me about the story with uh, SCU and how if they lose the next match, they, they, they break up. I didn't know that they actually did storylines on those things, which they do. That's how the Gun Club was undefeated with like 40 fucking wins. They've lost one since, but the the, the, ele- the dark elevation and dark people, are, fans, excuse me, they love that show. So, and plus they need a place to draw talent without doing an NXT 2.0. You know? So anyways, I don't think he should have said it. She has every right to say how she feels. Do I think there's a, a cool middle that could have? I do. I think Tony could have sent her a text, but hell. Let's talk about it. You ain't got to come back. I don't want you back. You know what I'm saying? However, how can how can I grow in the future? Or she could have sent that text to him. Neither would need to be put on public. However, for people who are saying it's not, you don't have to be there either. It's funny because I was, I, was, I was somewhere last night, right? And this person came into the building and was like, I, I'm not wearing a mask. I was like, I don't care. He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, he was like, I was like, he's like, I have a medical condition. Mind you, he's offering this information. I was like, what's that medical condition? I never, I didn't know the medical condition that makes you can't not wear a mask. I thought that was fucking weird. I was like, damn, what you got, homie? You know what I'm saying? He's like, that's between me, and my, that's between me, and my doctor. You want to talk to my lawyer? I said, no, I want to punch you in your face. That's the stupidest shit I heard in my fucking life. Don't try to treat me like I'm the guy that runs the Ferris wheel at the county fair. You came in offering information. <laughs> you, you know, like to me, people are always looking for a fight. And to me, clearly, hard feelings. And, I'm, and you're gonna hear my predictions about some stuff in a second about AEW. There are gonna be some people. This, this is more and more of this is gonna start happening with AEW as well. The same way people are going to AEW for refuge, there are gonna be people who are AEW feel like they don't belong, and they're gonna be leaving for refuge as well. That's why I said earlier about Tony Storm. I don't see her fit in that women's division. I personally don't. Like, I think she could work well with enough people. But for me, I feel like she's one of those women that's like Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo. They just, for some for some reason, they just look good in Impact. I could not imagine Jordan Grace as a part of the AEW roster. I, I could imagine her if she's wrestling AEW versus T- Impact, but not being a part of the roster. If that makes any sense. Britt Baker is AEW. Ashita is AEW. They, they just look good there. You know what I'm saying? The same way I couldn't imagine any of the four horsewomen ever going to AEW. It just, it just, it just wouldn't look right. It just wouldn't feel right. Could you get some dream matches out of it? Sure. But I just don't feel like that it mixes. Even Tay Conte, who was never given an opportunity, now she just fits into AEW. And J fits in. You know, I'm not saying that these people can't change their, their talents. Of course they can, dude. Of course. But you're going to hear a lot more of this. And, and especially, I, I believe, 2022, this year, you're going to hear a lot more of this shit. I truly believe that. So anyways, um, my final thoughts on her, they're both wrong. But she has the right to have her opinion. And I'm, I'm, I'm with him as well. Sometimes you want to defend yourself so bad that you make a bad decision. Matter of fact, something that's happened to me a couple months ago where... Never a couple months ago, like a month ago, where I was going to defend myself and I looked at the two people I was talking to. I said, man, you know, you guys aren't for me in my brain and my thinking. It was, man, y'all not even worth my time. I'm good. I'll holler at y'all later. Boom. Gone. Now, before. But see, there's obviously you need to know the story. But see, it was a bunch of stuff that led to that moment. But I know for a fact if this was two months ago. Oh, I would have defended myself to the death of me. Nah, F that and boom, 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 and that B and that boom, boom, boom. But nah, this this time around, I was just like, yeah, I am worth it. It's all good. Out of here. So those are my thoughts on that. Um, I can't wait to listen to other podcasters that I really respect. See, hear their thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, he was wrong for sure for saying it in the, in the form he, he said it. Um, he's clearly a sensitive guy. 
when it comes to this business because it's clearly something he loves. And this is not something he's uh, doing because he's bored. I don't get the Dixie Carter vibe from him. That may sound harsh, but I'm sorry, Dixie Carter. Just That's how she comes off to me. You know? Um, so, anyways, last thoughts, uh, last news and thoughts before I get to my... I said top 11 earlier. I meant it was... It's, it was it was top eleven that made fourteen just because I of some of the things I really felt like maybe like but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. GCW has show on on uh, Saturday night. Homicide has earned his world title match a world title match against John Moxley, so that will be his first match back since he decided to go to rehab. So I am looking forward to that match. And then in a surprise, Jeff Jarrett Devil J showed up. Oh my God. This this group, to me, and some, the owner of GCW said something very interesting. And I saw some comments underneath that I thought was funny. He said, I don't want us to get television. And someone was like, well, you know, how, how don't you want to grow the product? The product won't grow if you have television. They can't do 99% of the shit they're doing at these shows that they have television. No network will be able to air it. The hashtag cancel culture would be out and about in full effect. But anytime you bring in these WWE guys, WCW guys, they're just gonna get natural heat, dude. And it's just and it's great. So um, I, let's talk about that. But now we have my top fourteen predictions. Now here's my thing, all right? I actually, as you guys have gotten used to, I don't write these things in order. These I wrote in order because these are things that like 14, 13, 12, 11, Like these are things that are like that shouldn't be a surprise, right? But I'm still predicting them. But also, they there are things I don't feel as confident about as I do with other things. If that makes any sense. So um, here we go. Without further ado, let's see. Number fourteen, SummerSlam will be better than WrestleMania. So when I look back last year, right? SummerSlam was a spectacle. They wanted it to be better than WrestleMania because WrestleMania had such a limited capacity, right? I still think WrestleMania delivered. Whether it was the main event of Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks and Roman Reigns, Edge, and Brian Danielson, you know, I still think Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley had a good match. Like, Bad Bunny showed up, and he showed up in a big way with uh, Damian Priest. I still think they had some good matches. I think last year's WrestleMania still kind of trumps wrestling-wise over SummerSlam. Yeah, you had the return of John Cena. You had the return of Brock Lesnar. You had the return of Becky Lynch. But those moments kind of felt um, less of the... Uh, less of the John Cena part of it. Because John Cena came back at Money in the Bank. So we kind of knew he was only there for a month. Um, less John Cena... We knew Brock Lesnar and the Becky Lynch thing was in a direct response to AEW and what they were doing. So that felt less special for me personally as a fan. Was it still good to see them? Absolutely. Nah, it wasn't really. Once they started showing their plan for Becky Lynch, it wasn't good to see them. So I could care less. But to me, I think this year, even though Dallas is going to get two nights, I just, I'm looking at what the card can possibly be, right? To me, if you put, if you, if you put Lesnar and Roman together, I don't know what the rest of that car looks like, especially if they're both champions. The Rumble's non, uh, non um, doesn't make any sense, doesn't matter. And only other match I can think of that would make sense is I was thinking Sasha Banks versus Tony, Tony Storm. That's not going to happen now. It's clear that it's going to be Becky Lynch versus uh, Bianca Belair with Bianca Bela, Belair winning. Biel, Biel, ugh, Belair winning. Um, I can't think of another marquee match that I'm excited about, though. You know, I just can't think of it. Um, and if you separate those guys, Reigns and Lesnar, you have Lesnar and Lashley you can hit, which is awesome. Then I'm guessing Drew versus Reigns, which can be awesome as well. I don't think that's main event worthy. So Lesnar's going to go on last. But I don't know. But I just got a feeling at SummerSlam, I think they have more cards on the table. Even if you, even if you, bring, even if you bring back more people. Because with Peacemaker coming out in, what, a couple of days now, John Cena's going to be on the active prom promoting tour. And someone did ask me, um, I do want to respond to him. Um, what's her name on Instagram? I know her real name. I don't want to put her real name out there. Uh, I'm so sorry. Because we were talking, 
and I have this really bad habit of like using people's real names. So I won't use your real name. But you asked me if it was worth it to see John Cena and do that too. It was. Because I remember I had said something to somebody. I said, well, he's going to he, be on the Comic-Con circuit for probably two months, right? And he had been on the con circuit for four months. And going into next year, yeah, he's going to promote Peacemaker. However, um, the problem with that is I'm looking, as you guys know, I, I'm, a, I'm booked for cons. Most cons haven't even set dates and and set set up guests yet for for this year, so who knows what the fuck's happening? Because you know people are still waiting from the, the city officials to know how many people they can have and what they have to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyways, I get the feeling by the time SummerSlam hits, everything will be at least under control to the point where. I don't think we're going to need masks unless you want them and stuff like that. So I just believe SummerSlam will be better than WrestleMania wrestling wise. It'll be, and it'll be less of a response to AEW and more of just, we need this to be better. If that makes any sense. Let's take it back. It's always going to be a response to AEW. It's always going to be that. Like WWE is the obsessive significant other <laughs> that feels burned, even though they've been doing the burning and that came off really nasty, but you get what I'm saying? Number 13, I actually believe once Champa loses that championship to Braun Breaker, I could say maybe a month or two later, so maybe March he gets a release from WWE. They're just, I just don't, I look at the NXT 2.0 roster, he just looks, he looks great, but he looks old compared to what they're doing. Now, he may get a main roster call up. I don't see him liking that. Even though he's just recently said he would be open to it, I don't think he's really open to it. I don't think so. I think he's I think he's released. Even if he quits. Release means fired or quit. So he's either way, right? Number twelve. Johnny Gargano will be in AEW. It's funny because of the rumor mill on both those guys. Last year when it was reported, I I know I said right on this show that um I didn't think he was gonna go anywhere. But then looking at the send off he got and looking at how sad he was. I think he, I think it's over with too. I think AEW, but and Johnny Gargano reminds me a lot of Brian Danielson. He just wants to wrestle, and honestly, AEW will give him the the, the the and free agency will give him the structure he wants. He can go to TNA, wrestle someone like Moose, have a fantastic fucking match. Then he can go to AEW, wrestle Kenny Omega, wrestle Brian Danielson, wrestle CM Punk. Then go to New Japan. Can you imagine him versus Okada versus Will Ospreay? I mean, the, the the options are limitless, and I feel like with him, he's he's like Brian Danielson. I don't think he wants to be wrestling when he's fifty. I think he wants to get all this stuff done, get all his fun out the way. I think he wants to be at home with his kids, making autograph appearances, shit like that. Um, but I see him going to AEW. Number eleven, the new Wow Women of Wrestling that has AJ Mendez. Um, as a part of the executive producer team, will become a flop. He, I know it's not to debut until August. It will become an immediate flop and will become an unintentional developmental for AEW and WWE. Now, it sounds like I'm wishing negative things. I'm truly not. I just don't see... They have come off on the wrong foot completely with putting Tessa Blanchard in this um, situation where they... To have her as a person of trust, and I don't think anyone's forgiven her, <laughs> you know. Um, and then the person that supposedly she made the um racist remarks against working for a while, and they wanted to use a storyline of that, even though Tessa said that she's never said that. Can you imagine if they start this off and they keep this line of thinking going and? They make this Tessa Blanchard thing, like the Triple H Booker T WrestleMania 19 thing, where she ends up winning the feud. Holy crap on a cracker. I just don't know. I believe AJ has a great mind for the business. I have never heard of Jeannie Buss, who is the owner of the Lakers, ever having any interest in wrestling. This is really fucking weird. So anyways, um, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen to them. I think it's going to become an immediate, not, not, it's not going to be hot. It's going to be an immediate flop, and it's going to become the breeding ground for AEW and WWE to pick up young woman talent, or even older woman talent. Number 10. 
and I wrote this. And it, <laughs> I'm glad I remember this. I meant to put a asterisk next to this. I wrote this the day of, well, technically this is January 2nd. So I wrote this January 1st at 11 a.m., right? So there's, there's an asterisk next to this because I didn't know about any of this day one stuff. This is before it was announced that he had COVID. I, I did write down my number 10, Roman will not lose a title at WrestleMania. And <laughs> I feel less strong about that now. Actually, no. I kind of feel stronger about it because I don't think these guys can hold back a Reigns-Lesnar feud in a champion versus champion match with no title on the line. Or with both titles on the line, I could see them giving a complete fuck finish. I just don't see them putting both belts on either guy. Now you can, and with Reigns, it can make him just super egotistical, but I just don't see it. Because you're putting yourself in a no-win situation at that point. Because you're not pinning Reigns anytime. Like, when you pin Reigns, it's going to be a big deal. Anyways, number nine. Well, somewhat earlier. As AEW grows, more talent will leave. We, we just we saw the the first domino fall, which was Big Swole. Not a big name to a lot of people. A lot of people may know her from being Cedric Alexander's wife, and that's fine. But she's not the only one. I can see Brian Cage leaving this year. Where has he been at? I can see a lot of talent leaving. Like the talent that they don't have signed that does elevation and dark, they're going to probably go, leave, probably sign a short-term deal, leave. Even talents that aren't, feel like they're not being used, leave. You know, even with this forbidden door being open, some people still feel like they, they may not have enough shine. But just expect more and more people to complain about the structure, air quotes, and diversity, or whatever issue they're going to have in AEW. Number eight. New Japan had a year to forget. They were snake-bitten the entire year. The world title looks like the Divas title. looks ugly as fuck. Um, it started off with a bang. Kota Ibushi finally fulfilling his destiny, winning the world championship, and also holding the Intercontinental Championship. Then they had to combine the titles and make a new one, which looks like something on Batman's fucking utility belt. And then Kota loses it. To Will Ospreay. He only had a belt for a month. Then Will Ospreay had a belt for a month and a half. I got a neck injury. I thought I was going to keep him out for a significant amount of time. He then comes back two months later. Now we're going to have a, a winner-take-all match. I believe next week is Wrestle Kingdom. Or is Wrestle Kingdom this week? Let me look up. I should be watching that right now. I'm doing a fucking show. No, no, it's in a couple days. Whew. All right, say, how am I missing that? Is that as a matter of fact, it's in my alarm. Anyways, um, I believe New Japan will bounce back and it will be a much better year. COVID really has wrecked Japan. I believe they're going to bounce back and it's going to be a less stink-bitten year. Number seven. <laughs> Once again, I wrote this before I knew it was going to happen. Believe, take, believe me or don't believe me, it doesn't matter. Bobby Lashley will get his match against Brock Lesnar this year. And I didn't actually write down to WrestleMania or anything. See, so let's, let's, let's let you know that, like, I just didn't know. You know, but I just, that, that's the feeling I had. Number six, ROH will be back and will not be like NXT 2.0. NXT 2.0. I don't think they're going to go younger. I think they're going to restructure. Because they made champions for a reason. I believe Jonathan Gresham is going to come back as the world champion. Dalton Castle will come back as a TV champion. Briscoe's tag team champions. I believe you're going to have these found these these pillars still there. I think the direction of it will be less grungy, more appealing to. <clears throat> Bless me, sorry. Less less about just keeping their niche fan base and trying to expand it, but I don't see it being colorful, pretty. I see it just being like, hey. Instead of running the same four buildings in Atlanta or in Baltimore or wherever we're going, let's run these buildings. Also, let's have more open storylines. Let's keep our essence, but add to it. Um, will that work? I don't know. Like, to me, TNA lost a lot when they lost the six-sided ring. I love the six-sided ring. I love that the X Division was featured. To me, once it started, like, to me, the peak of TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it, was the Samoa Joe Kurt Angle feud. 
And I've said that on this, uh, I said this on this, on this, on this New York uh, incarnation of the show. To me, once they hit that that mountaintop, that made Samoa Joe the man. Like, even if you don't think he's a Hall of Famer in WWE, he is a Hall of Famer. He became a Hall of Famer when he did, when he did for ROH. He put ROH on the map. But then him being able to be essentially a TNA guy going toe-to-toe with a WWE guy, that that was it. That was her peak. Number five, CM Punk will, and this one is specific, so it'll let you know that I didn't, I did write these notes early. CM Punk will be AEW World Champion, and he will win it at Winter's Coming 2022. Uh, so I, I, I've always said, last year we went through this. I said, Hangman will win the title, and then MJF will beat him for it, and I can see MJF beating him for it. Even if it's not at Revolution, it will be at Double or Nothing in Vegas. In May. It will. It just will be. It's, it's going to get MJF mega fucking heat. And then MJF is going to keep... I don't think MJF's got a year-long run in him. Because I have a feeling we're going to cut this Punk feud short. I have a feeling he's going to beat Punk. And be the first person to beat Punk. By nefarious means. And then and when Punk's going to get his revenge. Someone will then distract Punk from it. But then we'll come back to it. The same way they've done the same thing with Thunder Rosa. They've kept Thunder Rosa in... Britt Baker away from each other. They're going to get back to that. That's what's going to happen here. And I believe Punk's going to earn that title shot at Winter's Coming. Number four, Hook will be the TNT champion this year. That's all I need to say about that one. Number three, Cody will break his own rule and put himself in the world title picture. He will not win the world title, but he will say, look here, my record will start to mean something from now on. I am no longer going for that TNT championship. The TNT championship means nothing to me. It's never meant, never meant anything to me. I will officially enter my name. I've already talked to Tony Khan about it. I will officially enter my name into the world title match. And I think there'll be some pushback. And there'll be some matches that Tote Cody has to win to become eligible. But he will win those matches. Starting the heel turn. I don't care what anyone says. People think he's a Johnson. He he may be. He may, he may be that person where... He is a John Cena, where people just don't appreciate him until many years down the road. John Cena still won 16 fucking world championships, though. Say what you want to about it. Number two. Rhea Ripley will turn heel and become a star that she is destined to be. Or she will ask for her release as well. Now, let me explain this one. I'll take a sip of water. So, I truly believe I truly believe she should have been a megastar already. But she's never cracked the code of Charlotte Flair. She never will. As long as she's on the same brand as her. In my opinion, they just don't see her on the same level as Charlotte. But she can be. So I truly believe she will turn heel. I truly believe she's going to actually turn heel. I believe they may let her turn heel. And if they don't hold her back, she will be the best woman heel they got. But I believe if they start to do what they did to Tony Storm to her, which I don't know, they've already been doing that technically, I guess. I believe she will ask for a release from WWE. I truly believe it. They won't release her. They will not let her go. She just... If you look at the way she started... If you look at, what's that that thing you're doing on on, on the on the thing they call, the kids call the internet now? Um, the way it was, the way it's going. If you look at a, young, a, a younger Rhea Ripley. She looks so innocent. She looks miles differently than she does now. With the piercings, the black lipstick, the shorter hair. She's always been pretty, obviously. She's a gorgeous woman, but she just is more uh, appeal to her now, in my opinion. So I think she's going to either do one, either she becomes the star she's destined to be, or she's out of there by the end of the year. And number one, and this is the one I'm least, this is the one I have least amount of confidence in. But it's going to happen. It's, it's just going to happen. And the reason why I believe it's going to happen so hard is because this guy's going to have a movie, show, whatever. And I could, and... 
they're going to have a way to promote it, and he's going to want to be there. He's not going to be a rock. He's not going to be a rock where he's just sending everything in via uh, satellite, right? I, number one, uh, I'm, someone's going to hold me to the fire to this if this doesn't happen this year. But John Cena will win his 17th world championship in 2022, breaking the imaginary Ric Flair record. So those are my top 14 predictions of the year. Some I feel more confident than the others, but either way, I like where I, I like where this is going. So, as I told you guys, this was gonna be a longer show. Um, went about an hour here, so um, buckle up, enjoy the ride in 2022. This Wednesday we have Nico returning. We are doing the thing you guys have been bothering me about. It is a Spider-Man Far From Home review? No, excuse me, No Way Home review. It's funny because in the show, in in the show with Nico, I kept saying Far From Home. Uh, and didn't I said homecoming and then anyways, still one's not going home. So anyways, it's a Spider-Man review. We just we also talk about the Matrix and some other stuff. So it's a good week to be a fan of the show. Do me a favor, like the show, give it five stars on Spotify, and help us out. So you guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>